0: Welcome to B2B Marketers on the Mission, a podcast for B2B marketers that helps you to question the conventional, think differently, disrupt your industry, and take your marketing to new heights. Each week, we talk to B2B marketing experts who share inspirational stories, discuss their thoughts on trending topics, and provide useful marketing tips and recommendations. And now, here's your host and co-founder of Einbleich Consulting, Christian Klepp. Okay, welcome everyone to this episode of the B2B Marketers and a Mission podcast where you get your weekly dose of B2B marketing insights. This is your host Christian Klepp. And today I'd like to welcome a guest on the show who is on a mission and that mission is to empower people by the way she acts and have a positive impact on them. So how is that related to B2B marketing? Well, we're going to find out in a second. So coming to us live from Ludwigsburg, Germany, Lina Lotta Landgraf. Ich würde mal sagen, schönen guten Tag und herzlich willkommen. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Christian. It's a pleasure.
0: Likewise, likewise. It was a pleasure to be connected. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation because as I mentioned before the recording, um, this is a heavily debated topic on platforms like LinkedIn. And I really hope the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this. Okay. So, Lena, you've spent a lot of time and effort in developing your personal brand on LinkedIn. So, tell us about why you think that's important. And why do you think that people in B2B organizations need to develop their personal brands? And here it comes, and not just curate content from the company page.
1: Let me start by answering that with a number 12 million. 300,000. That's the number of digital marketing specialists or managers that are on LinkedIn. That's how many digital marketers are on LinkedIn, but there's only one Lena Lata Landgraf out there. But how will others know that I'm unique and I'm me if I don't put myself out there? And especially B2B brands, I think, um, struggle with people knowing them on the streets because obviously they're B2B and um, People don't have touch points usually um, in their daily lives with their products or services. And um, usually their offerings are also more complex. So um, people have like a harder time understanding what that company actually does or what the brand stands for, what the logo stands for, what the company name stands for. And personal branding can really help be a stepping stone to, um, to get over that problem. It can help you like build a reputation and position yourself as an expert in your specific field so that you're not just another B2B SaaS company, but you're the B2B SaaS company that people think of when they need a service or product. And lastly, people really like to buy from people that they like, that they're familiar with, that they trust and by being like your, yourself on on linkedin and creating content and engaging with your network um you can establish that trust and you can build those relationships that can like lead to something further down the road and lastly i think personal profiles are make the whole experience so much more authentic and incredible instead of just like being active on the the company page um obviously employees can engage with the company's posts and support the company's posts, but I think they should go beyond that and speak their own, like speak about their own ideas, about their own thoughts, about their stories within the company. And, um, that's basically my answer to your question.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I mean, in other words, it's 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 really about being top of mind, right, for those specific uh, groups of people or that specific group that you're trying to, uh, to reach out to and connect with, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, you touched on that a little bit. And I'd like to expand on that further, um, if you will, like, so talk to us about and you've probably seen a lot out there. Talk about some of the common mistakes and misconceptions that people make When it comes to personal branding and how they can address these?
1: I think there's a ton, um, but let's narrow it down to four. I think many people think that LinkedIn is a platform where you connect with people that you own, that you already know. You go to a networking event and then like you exchange LinkedIn's and then you're connected on LinkedIn because you met them But it's so much more than that. There's so many amazing human beings out there. And obviously, if you want to create inbound leads or create new opportunities, the way to do that is to go beyond the people that you already know and connect with, with others. And I think many people still underestimate the power of that. And let me tell you, there's great people out there, um, very great community out there, and people out there who can help you with your problems and um, who might be potential customers or partners in the future. So that's definitely one uh, one thing that that is a huge misconception uh, um, going on. Um, then the second thing I would want to mention is no personalization. Um, people just click on the connect button um, or send out hundreds of connection requests in a month without personalizing them. They send um, messages that are that are drafted based on templates. Um, that's not going to make you stand out. That's not going to make an impact. That's just going to make people bored of you <laughs> and annoyed by you. Um, so basically... My tip would be whatever you do on LinkedIn, make it personal. Add your personality in there and take the time to to nurture those contacts and and add some personalization, whether it's on your profile, in the comments, in the DMs, um, wherever you are, you um, will see that people notice those things. Um, Then the really important thing is, that many people do not reply to comments. If they do start posting, um, that's the biggest step to actually get yourself out there and post. But why would you not reply to the people who took the time to comment on your post and engage with your post. I'm not saying that you have to send a thank you note to every single person who liked your content. That would be a little over the top, although I've seen people do that. Um, But definitely reply to comments because that's where you can start conversations and um, really get to know people more. And then the fourth thing I want to mention is please do not post something for the sake of likes. That is um, a trend. I feel like that is already on LinkedIn that started with the polls. Um, Polls have amazing reach, but it's gotten out of hand and people just post some things for the sake of engagement and likes. And I would highly recommend not to do that. Really just post stuff that you feel that represents you and your brand. And that makes sense to your network.
0: Absolutely. I mean, those are really some great points. And uh, I'm gonna go back to your, um, I think it was point number two, um, no personalization. There was a great post um, a couple of days ago by a common um, uh, acquaintance, uh, or at least somebody uh, I, I'm connected with a network, she called it annoyance at scale, right? So it's when people are using like automation, and they're spamming people that are they're connected with or they're trying to like connect with people on LinkedIn. And they like you said, they have these canned generic templated messages um, that are basically, you you know, you you can you can uh, clearly see that they haven't done any homework on you like they don't know who you are. It's just, um, it's just been sent out to like, um, hundreds of contacts. So that is probably the quickest way to get people to like not connect with you and stay as far away from you as possible. Right. And the other thing that you said was, um, yeah, the vanity metrics, right. So people are posting things for the sake of likes, and they might not even be topics that are necessarily relevant to their line of work. Um, But they're just posting it again for those eyeballs, right. And um, LinkedIn polls, I, I mean, unfortunately, it's like you said, it's got this point now where people are just posting some ridiculous questions right? But they're getting a crazy amount of engagement. So
1: honestly, please do not post whether internships should be paid or not. There's only one answer internships should be paid. Let's not make a poll about it. We all know that, that there's only one right answer there.
0: I've I've seen at least two of those or two or three of those polls rather and uh, yeah, absolutely agree with you. Um, I, and I don't think it really does that, does that still warrant a Continued discussion?
1: <laughs> I think people are mm. bound, like polls are basically great if you use them in the right way because people yeah. actually, it makes people think and people are really likely to actually comment on a poll because they really want to voice their opinion on the topic. So I think whether you post about um, what you eat for breakfast um, or something relevant, people will talk about it sadly. Um, but I really would like to see more, really like thought out market research, interesting polls out there and have great conversations and discussions um, in the comments about those topics and not about um, what day of the week I like to do sports or something.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but first, Is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.einblick.co for more information. Lena, for this next question, I'm sure you've got a great answer, right? Because it's one of these things, again, that, people post up about a lot on LinkedIn, why do you think there is so much pushback within um, B2B organizations for people to develop their uh, personal brand? And how do you think uh, somebody in like your role in marketing communications can support them?
1: That is a great question. I'm actually going to be focusing more and more on that topic this year. Um, But I think Number one is probably they don't really understand the platform. If you think about it, it makes total sense. It's um, not a common social media platform. It's a lot more complex. Um, The mere like process of setting up your profile, there's so many things you can include and, and do on the platform. It has a lot of potential, but it It's 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 large and it's it's a lot to process and something that we can do from the marketing side to to help the colleagues is we can organize trainings um, either ourselves or we are fortunate enough to be actually in contact with LinkedIn and have a great community of um, focusing on the um, topic of social selling where we share tips and tricks and Yeah, so on also really communicate on who is the responsible person within your organization, who people can go to if they have questions, if they need help um, searching for a LinkedIn banner or they don't understand something in Sales Navigator or on LinkedIn generally. Um, Something that I started this year, which is super fun, um, we have a community basically within our own platform. For our region, Eurocentral, which is like Central Europe, Mostly German-speaking countries. I am doing like a LinkedIn Quick Tips series, so I'm posting a video every single week, which is only a maximum of two minutes. I really want it to be quick and and easy with just one tip, like for example how to customize your your URL or how to create and post carousel posts because many people don't know that you just have to create a PDF out of images um, and stuff like that. So. Make it interesting to people and make it um, make it known and transparent on who to contact and organize those trainings and really talk to people what they actually need. I talked to a lot of um, my my colleagues in in sales and marketing what they would actually need for their training because there's so many things you can cover and it makes sense to really focus on the things that will help help the colleagues and definitely something. Many people don't feel comfortable putting themselves out there. So, I think some things that um, companies can do is lead by example, really have your managers and some people in marketing, for example, me, um, be active on LinkedIn and show what kind of difference it can make. And I th- I'm not sure whether it makes sense to potentially even give guidelines, not as rules, but to make people feel more comfortable and like basically give that they know that they're allowed to post about the company, that they are encouraged to use social media, because I think some people really are hesitant because um, they're so unsure on whether they should post about Topic X or X, Y, Z. Then the third thing I would say is that people don't know what to post about. And something that us marketers can do there is um, either do like a workshop on content creation, provide some relevant resources. Um, we even have an internal social media platform where we, from the marketing side, create content for people to post. Um, of course, we always want them to personalize the post before they do. Um, that happens more or less sometimes of the time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're doing our best there and definitely social media is not for everybody and that has to be respected. So, um, I think it does make sense to force people just because they are in in a specific function. Um, don't force people to be active on social media if they don't feel comfortable with it. That's something that you really actively have to want. And maybe something that companies could do instead is that they focus on hiring the right people in the future or like other people in the future who are digital natives who really want to, um, to be active on social media and do some social selling there. I think that would be um, a good way to start instead of forcing everybody to um, to be active that is already in the company.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And those are some really great tips. And yes, education certainly is the key, right? Because as you said, there's probably a lot of people that don't really understand how the platform or how platforms rather like LinkedIn work. And it's really important to give it to them, and, you know, like, like what you're doing right now in um, quick uh, and digestible formats, right? But here's another question that I have for you, Lena, because I'm pretty sure you get this all the time. What do you say to those people that are, um, you know, telling you like, yes, we know it's important to like be active on social media, but we just don't have the time.
1: I think you have to prioritize and there's always time if you make time for the right things. Obviously, I know that social media takes a lot of time. If you really wanna be as active as I am, that's a huge commitment, but you can make time out of like non-value added time. I make, like if I go for a walk with my dog, I send voice notes to my contacts during that. Or when I commute to work, when we're not in a, in the middle of a pandemic, um, I use the time in the train to comment on posts and, um, answer my, answer my comments. And I do actively take time out of my week to create content and write down, um, we yeah, create content and write posts. So I would say, try it out and see where it gets you. And I don't think you will regret it.
0: No, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Um, talk to us about what the benefits are of developing your personal brand on LinkedIn, and cite examples from your own experience if possible.
1: Sure. I mean, there's so many, uh, and people ask me all the time why I'm actually on, on LinkedIn. I'm. It's not in my job description. I started doing this uh, all by myself, uh, and it basically started really incrementally with small steps and, but so far the return on investment has been um, so amazing. I've met amazing people all around the world. I just, I, on Christmas I was in Finland and I met my uh, LinkedIn connection um, Roman. And last summer I met somebody in Finland that I met on LinkedIn and some people that I met on LinkedIn, I would even call my friends nowadays. and. It's so amazing that LinkedIn connects you with people from countries like uh, the States and Australia and Estonia and so on and so on. I have connections almost all around the world and that's been really rewarding. And I've learned so much from all of them. If you follow the right people... Um, You can just use the search function, put some keywords in there, and then find relevant people for the topics that you are interested in. And if you follow them, they give away valuable tips every single day for free. You can literally basically get their knowledge for free every single week. And that's, um, that's really amazing. And obviously, through content creation, I've become a better marketer. And I've learned so much from my job um, because that's one of the things I do in my company. And obviously I've also gained a lot of like external visibility. I grew from, I think 800 contacts when I started to uh, over 4,000 followers and um, we're a huge company. And so many people in my company nowadays know who, who Lena Landgraf is um which which is amazing uh and i've met so many people internally through that and people have approached me with questions about linkedin and that's um that's just super nice because i really like to, to to talk about the topic and and help my colleagues uh out there and lastly linkedin is full of opportunities um you will never know what those opportunities are until they present themselves but if you would have asked me one and a half years ago um do you think you will be in pod, like featured in podcasts within the next year? I would have said, you are crazy. <laughs> and now I've been asked to join podcasts. So thank you for that. Um, I've been in YouTube lives. I've been in expert discussions. Um, I've held a workshop out at my university and all through opportunities that presented themselves through LinkedIn. And obviously LinkedIn um, started out as a job platform. And there's a lot of job opportunities out there, especially now um, companies are slowly getting back on track after the pandemic. And there's so many jobs out there and I've had amazing opportunities. I haven't taken any um, because I'm really happy right now. But um, yeah, and like I already said, you can position yourself as the person um, or like the go-to person on a certain topic and you reach people that you wouldn't otherwise. Um, So basically, I I just want to give an example. Basically, everything is possible. I met one marketer who is working for a SAP consulting company, and he posted about, um, okay, I messed up. I told my boss I was going to get the CEO of SAP to come to our small event. Okay, people, let's make it happen. And then everybody came together together tag that CEO. And now he's coming to that event. I I just think that's, that's amazing that stuff like that can happen through a platform like LinkedIn. And um, I'm actually starting to, to freelance next month. And I never thought I would start my, my own small business as a side hustle. And that came because people approached me um, through LinkedIn, wanting me to help with their LinkedIn. So that basically happened through uh, inbound liens for a business that I did not have at the time.
0: That, that's fantastic, and um, you know, congratulations on your side hustle, or as I like to call it, the leap, taking the leap of faith, <laughs> because it kind of is, right? Um, but like, you know, you you brought up so many great points, and I and I think um the case in point is the discussion I'm having today with you because um your uh what did you call them the carousels, right? you posted these uh these image carousels but it's it, it was something about you and, and your it, an introduction to yourself and that basically grabbed my attention which is the reason why I reached out to you
1: yeah it's a it's a really cool trend that was started by a person called zoe she started mm-hmm. It started with a typo, which is super fun. She wrote, instead of carousel, she wrote carousel, and then she did, uh, (laughs) she started this amazing trend where you would create a carousel post uh, just about you as a person with some fun facts, and it reached a lot of people, and one of those people was you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, that was a great case study, too, with SAP, and that was, that probably wouldn't have been possible if you hadn't, you know, put in so much time and effort on, you know, working on your personal brand and engaging with people on LinkedIn, because that's how you got connected, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Lena, here it comes. Give us something actionable here. What can people in B2B organizations do today? And let's appreciate that this doesn't happen. A lot of this doesn't happen overnight. But what can they do today to develop their personal brand on LinkedIn? So for example, what should they include in their profile? And what should they write about? Off you go.
1: I was about to say, um, today is a really hard thing to say, because this will take some time. Um, But some things that you can actually do today is sit down, look at your profile, and really make sure to make the most of it and add every kind of information that you can and really add your personality to it. It starts with, um, do you have a profile picture that represents your personality? Do you have a banner image that um, reflects who you are and what your mission is and what your brand should be about and how you can help others? Um, then do you have a 30 second cover story, um, which is a great way to stand, stand out. Not many people actually use this feature. Um, you can add it for mobile, um, just film it in, um, in vertical formats on your, on your mobile, and that will really make you stand out. And it goes on with your headline. Don't just put you are a marketing manager at company X, but really put, a your mission in there, how you are helping the people that you serve um, and make it a little bit unique. You can add a 10 second um, name pronunciation from your mobile. So you have 10 seconds to fill with whatever you want to say. For me, it's basically, I'm the one with the three L's, Lena LaTeland graph and I love all things marketing and personal branding and, and, and LinkedIn or something like that. Uh, and you can have fun with those 10 seconds and really make sure to, um, add an about section where you, you can have different, um, different topics that you mentioned there, but don't make it just a written out CV. People can see, um, where you work and what you work on the, on the experience section, but more make it about what's your passion, what's your mission, what are you all about and how you can help, um, your potential customers and how people can get in touch with you, or add some some fun facts in there and um, make people read uh, till the end. And then something that is really underrated, I think, is the featured media section. You can basically Feature any kind of image or video or post or or website or article or whatever, and it will be really present on your on your profile. And that's basically what I, I look at first when I go to somebody's profile, and I can see what kind of content they 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 produce there, if they featured the best kind of content that they have. And uh, you could t- basically the thing that makes you you and your company tick. Add that there and it will make a difference. I mentioned a personalized URL earlier. It's really easy. It takes literally 30 seconds to personalize your URL. Do that. The search engines and um, your profile visitors will thank you. And lastly, start building your network, Uh, not with only people that you know, but really Use the search function. It's it's in the free version of LinkedIn. You can they have a great search function where you can search for people, search for posts, and start connecting with the right people. Start commenting on on posts um, to get your name out there. And I think that's um, that's already a lot to manage in a day. And then take it from there.
0: Wow, that's a handful. I thought you said you couldn't do all this stuff in a day.
1: (laughs) You would have uh, to take a whole day.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. But again, uh, to all the listeners out there, you know, let's appreciate the fact that you cannot, you know, build your personal brand overnight. But there are some things, and Lena's just talked about them, that you can do right now to uh, pave the way, right, or start that journey so called, right. But um, Lena, there was something um, that you mentioned that I'd like to talk to you about a little bit, like your take on people that write, um, you know, about themselves in the about section in the third person. I don't know about you, but that drives me absolutely nuts.
1: (laughs) I don't understand why people would do that. Mm. It just sounds like you hired somebody external to write Mm -hmm. your about section for you. it it sets me off. Um, So please don't do that. Please, (laughs) you you are yourself and like, make people no, give people the feeling that you're actually talking to them when they come to your profile that goes for your cover story and your about section really make it as if you were addressing them. um, And you were present in that moment.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um onto the next question which is like you know LinkedIn has changed quite a bit. So what are some of those trends or major shifts that you've seen that you think could impact personal branding?
1: Last year there were a lot of changes. They introduced so many things. Um but I feel like one of the really great changes is that LinkedIn is becoming a lot more creator focused. Um they implemented many different things that are supposed to um help and encourage creators and so that people start actually producing their own content there's actually people at working at linkedin so-called creator managers who are basically the contact person for people with a large following um of different creators on linkedin i was actually approached by by one of those creator managers um, recently, and now I have my own creator manager, which is amazing. So I can just give them feedback um, and and ask them questions if I have a question about LinkedIn. Um, so that's really great. Um, there's going to be more and more of those, I think. Then they introduce Creator Mode. Um, it's basically just a function or feature that you can turn on on your profile. And it basically just changes the way that your profile is set up. I have creator mode turned on. Um, You can add some hashtags that you talk about. It basically switches the position of different um, sections of your profile. Um, It doesn't make a whole lot of difference in my eyes, but it's just some small things that Um, that I prefer over the normal mode. And then also there's the creator accelerator program. They introduced newsletters for everybody. Um, More and more people can do LinkedIn lives. And now something that is brand new uh, that is coming are audio events. So there's so many more um, features and, and formats that are going to come or are coming uh, and came last year um, that are focusing on really this creator culture, which I really appreciate. Um, Then I feel like LinkedIn is really making it more personal. Um, One of those things is cover story. I think that makes your profile really um, more personal if you can actually like show uh, a video of yourself and not just a static image, but actually um, something where you're you're moving, people can actually see see you and get to know you. I think that conveys a very different message. And then um, I really also like the the name pronunciation feature. Um, especially from people that are not from Germany or not from the United States. It helps me um, to pronounce somebody's name if they have that feature activated, Um, especially because I really like to send voice notes to my new connections. I always do that. And I like to make them personal and pronounce their name correctly. So I really like that. And I also feel like LinkedIn is a lot more inclusive, there's more captioned content. Um, you can add your pronouns to your name from, um, from the edit profile section. And definitely there's a lot more content on like diversity and, diversity and inclusion. And I really appreciate that because that's a topic really close to my heart. Um, those were three positive things. There's one thing that I already mentioned. I feel like more and more people are, are starting to spam and starting to post content just for the likes. So I really hope that that's going to change. But all in all, I think LinkedIn has an amazing community unlike any other social media platform I've ever experienced. So I'm looking forward to what kind of changes they're gonna come up with next.
0: Yeah, that's a quite a comprehensive list. And uh, just out of curiosity, the audio events, is that similar to like uh, Clubhouse?
1: I think it's very similar. I've never attended Mm -hmm. one. Um, They basically rolled it out just a couple of weeks ago. But I think it's quite similar that you have, I I don't think many people can join the discussion, but you have like the different hosts. But uh, don't name nail me down on that. Um, I I don't have the feature yet. It's still in, um, in the testing phase. Okay,
0: okay, that's fair enough. Okay. You're going to have a field day with this next question, but what (laughs) metrics, if any, should people be looking at when it comes to personal branding so that they can improve on what they're doing?
1: Yeah, so the most obvious answer uh, here would be reactions, views and comments. Um, And while I do think that those are important to give you like a first impression or indication how your content is doing and what topics you should keep focusing on I personally really would like to f- focus on metrics that are um, that are not really expressible in numbers on the post itself it's more about like the feedback that I get from from colleagues or from from people on LinkedIn it's the it's the different opportunities that came for me. Um, and I think a good indicator is also how many people are visiting your profile. I think that's really nice. Cause then you, that gives you a good indication of how good is your, how good are your comments or your profile picture and your, um, your headline, because that's the only thing that basically follows you around wherever you go on LinkedIn and in general, I think something that is really great to look at is the kind of comments that are on your posts, like the tone of voice of people. Um, I am really glad that I have not have had a lot of trolls or any negative comments, um, just really like constructive ones, um, and really positive ones because I have a really engaged and nice community. That's a great indicator of how you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And I think, um, I love how you brought that up about, you know, like uh, feedback that people gave you and opportunities that uh, came along. So rather than looking at solely the quantitative aspect of it, what you're trying to focus on too is the qualitative feedback, which is not always easy to measure, right?
1: Absolutely. That goes not only for personal branding, but basically any kind of um, business aspect out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that goes for podcasting as well. I mean, I was on a podcast a few months ago where um, the, the host asked me, so what do I look at to measure the success of my podcast? And I told him not the number of downloads, <laughs> right? Because again, it's, it's, it's very similar to personal branding. Like uh, Those are like vanity metrics for me, right?
1: Absolutely. And if yeah. you can reach somebody um and make an impact to just a few i think that's much more valuable than having thousands of people listen to your podcast and forget everything that you said after after listening
0: that's absolutely right that's absolutely right okay you've given us a lot of great advice and tips and recommendations but if you, you were to narrow it down to like two things right if somebody would approach you as they probably do on linkedin and to say hey lena i'm trying to like uh, build my own personal brand and I you know I've been following you for a while and I wa- I want to do the same. What is the one thing that you would say I should start doing and one thing that I should stop doing?
1: I think one thing that you definitely should stop doing is being on the sidelines and worrying too much about what others will think if you start being active on social media. And one thing that you should start doing is definitely like you already said taking the leap. Like I am doing with my business right now, um, start creating and building your community and just see what happens. Um, I can only recommend it, but really only do it if you feel if you feel comfortable with it. It's not for everybody.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Lena. Thank you so much for coming on the show and you know for sharing your uh, expert tips and insights with the listeners. So please, very quickly, introduction to yourself and how people out there can get in touch with you. Hint: LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I always introduce myself as the one with the three L's, I'm Lena Lo to um, I work for a company called Dessel System. They do 3D modeling and simulation. So basically everything that you see in the real world can be modeled and simulated in the virtual world. And um, that's super amazing topics that we work on. I work on digital marketing activities like SEA, SEO, and employee advocacy. And now I'm starting my own business, like I said, uh, to help small companies shine on social media. One um, fun fact that many people don't know and only learn through my carousel is I'm actually half Finnish, half German. I did grow up in the United States. And another fun fact maybe is that I taught my dog seven different Harry Potter spells. And the video of that went viral on TikTok and Instagram, although I had zero followers on TikTok before. <laughs> and definitely get in touch via LinkedIn. That's uh, that's my main channel and I will be um, on that channel always and every day.
0: <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. How, how, wait, again, how many tricks did you teach your dog? Seven. or Seven, seven, okay i'm gonna definitely look it up after this interview but um
1: <laughs> please do and give me feedback on what other spells sure. i should teach her okay
0: okay we'll do we'll do Lena once again thank you so much as a Kitos, i think it's the Finnish word right so thank you back? so much for your time <laughs> it was a pleasure and um i'm glad we had this conversation so please take care stay safe. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.